98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, a logistics expert warns of possible shortages and price hikes as tighter quarantine rules hit cargo flights. The government says queues for COVID tests in Tunmun have shortened and some mobile stations will stay open until eight o'clock tonight. And a respiratory medicine specialist says people at a greater risk of COVID should wear a cloth mask on top of their surgical mask for additional protection. The vice chairman of logistics group in Hong Kong is warned of possible higher prices and shortages because of a lack of cargo flights to the city. Ronnie Leung was commenting after the chief executive, Kerry Lam, said yesterday that the SAR would soon begin to feel the effects of a lack of cargo flights under stricter quarantine rules for flight crews. Mr. Leung, the vice chairman of the Hong Kong Association of Freight Forwarding and Logistics, said the shortages could hit items like fresh produce, consumer electronics, and pharmaceutical products. He said there are other ways to get these goods to Hong Kong, but they take longer and cost more. Going by sea is a, is an alternative, but the only thing is we are also facing the same problem in sea freight that the containers are not easily available. Even if it's, it is available, the price now is stand at pretty high level already. The only way out could be uh, taking not direct flight from the uh, airport of origin to Hong Kong, but to take a routing via the other transit point, such as Singapore. Meanwhile, the Staffs and Workers Union of Hong Kong Civil Airlines urged the government to provide support for the industry, especially frontline aviation workers, through the new round of anti-epidemic funds to be, re- to be released tomorrow. Chairman of the union, Li Wengfu, says the industry faces rough times and the government should subsidize workers. Yesterday, Governor said she is uh, in West Cafe Pacific. It's not the funding. It's a return to government. It's very disappointing because the number of the fight is decreasing and now our working up is less. If the time pass, the number of fight still decrease. We will be facing the low pay lift. The government says people in Tunmun can go and get tested at some mobile testing stations with shorter waiting times. It said that around 8 a, uh, 10 a.m. this morning that fewer people were queuing up at Yao Oi Sports Center, Butterfly Bay Community Center, Kinsang Community Hall, and Singtin Playground. These stations will be open until 8 o'clock tonight. It was commenting after complaints from some Tunmun residents that they had to wait for hours to get tested for coronavirus. Health officials have listed Tunmun as a COVID hotspot and are worried about possible silent transmission of the virus. Earlier, DAB lawmaker Holden Chow called on the government to improve testing arrangements in Tunmun. Mr. Chow, the new territory's northwest lawmaker, said he told the government to add more testing sites and to encourage people to go to other districts for testing. I also urge the government to provide a real-time system to report the queuing situation of different testing centers scattered across Hong Kong. The reason why I say so, because I have been asking the people, they don't need to do the testing in Tunbun. They could actually go to Yunlong, or even if they work on Hong Kong Island or Kowloon side, they can do their testing there. A specialist in respiratory medicine from Chinese University says people who are at greater risk of catching COVID-19 should consider wearing a cloth mask on top of a surgical mask to increase the protection. David Hoy was echoing advice from microbiologist Yun Kwok Yong yesterday. Speaking on a radio program, Professor Hoy said a cloth mask could push the edges of a surgical mask 
closer to the face, offering a tight and snug fit and reducing potential exposure to respiratory droplets. He said residents in Tunmun, where more COVID cases have recently been reported, and people who use public transport could wear two masks for protection. Four drivers were taken to hospital after a pileup involving seven vehicles near Chungkwano at around 7.40 this morning. Authorities say a motorbike heading south on Chungkwano Road had to stop because of traffic conditions, but the six cars behind it failed to brake in time. The motorcyclist and three taxi drivers were injured and taken to the United Christian Hospital in a conscious state while the other three private car drivers didn't require hospitalization. The accident led to congestion in Chungkwano Tunnel, with traffic queues reaching Wanpo Road near Pak Seng Kok. Separately, a man was killed in Central after an apparent hit and run. He was found lying near the intersection of Possession Street and Queens Road West at around 4.30 a.m. Police are investigating. Overseas, both NATO and Russia have warned the situation in Eastern Europe remains dangerous after their first face-to-face talks in two years produced no breakthrough. The Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Alexander Grushko said NATO's eastward expansion created unacceptable risks for his country. Speaking after the four-hour summit, the head of NATO, Jens Stoltenberg, said the alliance wouldn't give in to Moscow's demands to block Ukraine from joining. On membership and on NATO's open door, all allies are united on the core principle that each and every nation has the right to choose its own path. And therefore also allies totally agree that uh, it is uh, only Ukraine and 30 allies that can decide when Ukraine is ready to become a NATO member. No one else. The most senior Republican in the U.S. Congress, Mitch McConnell, has issued a sharply worded rebuke to Joe Biden following the president's appeal for voting reform on Tuesday. He said Mr. Biden's speech, in which he accused Republicans of voter suppression, had labeled millions of Americans his enemies. The president's rant, rant yesterday, was incoherent, incorrect, and beneath his office. He used the phrase Jim Crow 2.0 to demagogue a law that makes the franchise more accessible than in his own state of Delaware. Addressing the nation on Tuesday, Mr. Biden said Republican-controlled states were passing bills designed to subvert elections. The Congressional Committee investigating the attack on the U.S. Capitol has requested testimony from top Republican lawmaker Kevin McCarthy, seeking information on his calls with Donald Trump. The request from the Democrat-led January 6th Select Committee set up a clash with Mr. McCarthy, the House Minority Leader, who communicated with then-President Trump. At the moment, hundreds of his supporters violently stormed the Capitol a year ago. Mr. McCarthy has declined the request, slamming the committee's investigation as illegitimate. Members of Britain's governing conservatives have called on the Prime Minister Boris Johnson to resign after he admitted attending a drinks party during a COVID lockdown. Mr. Johnson apologized but said at the time of the gathering in 2020 he believed it was work-related. He's urged politicians to wait for the official results of an inquiry. The BBC's Laura Kunzberg reports. Boris Johnson's admission and apology has bought him a little time, a pause until the report into what did or didn't happen in number 10 is complete. Yet for many on his own side, he's already lost the benefit of the doubt. It is not inevitable that he'll be hastened out of office, but it's no longer impossible to imagine that the Prime Minister might be gone before too long. 
The Pan-American Health Organization says the rate of COVID transmission across the Americas has reached unprecedented levels. The number of cases has almost doubled in the past week, with more than 6 million people testing positive in North and South America and the Caribbean. The BBC's Leonardo Rocha reports. Transmission rates are increasing at a fast pace in almost every country in the region, and especially in the United States. Peru and Argentina have reported record high case numbers this week. In Brazil, the authorities have announced restrictions on football matches and other events. Many cities are considering cancelling next month's carnival festivities. But death figures have remained relatively low. The Pan-American Health Organization says the main reason for that is the high vaccination rate. Figures suggest 63% of people in the Americas are now double-jabbed. The lead singer of the Ronettes, Ronnie Spector, has died. She was 78, succumbing to cancer. Rory Gallimore has this report. Ronnie Spector, at 19 years of age, singing Be My Baby. It was the Ronettes' biggest hit, a trio made up of Ronnie, her sister and cousin. They became hugely popular in the 1960s with songs such as Baby I Love You and Walking in the Rain. Behind much of the group's success was the producer, Phil Spector, whom Ronnie married after the Ronettes broke up. Their partnership was abusive and the pair divorced in 1974. Ronnie's death was announced by her family. They said she lived her life with a twinkle in her eye and a smile on her face. The Nigerian government has lifted its ban on Twitter after seven months. The platform was suspended last June after a tweet by President Mohamed Buhari threatening punishment against secessionists was deleted. The BBC's Chris Orkor reports from Abuja. The chairman of the Technical Committee on Nigeria Twitter Engagement said the decision to lift the suspension on the social media platform followed the approval of President Muhammadu Buhari after the microblogging site agreed to meet the conditions set by the government. He explained that Twitter has committed to establishing a legal entity in Nigeria during the first quarter of 2022. According to him, registering a company presence is Twitter's first step in demonstrating its long-term commitment to Nigeria. The White House says it's taking action to reduce inflation, including steps to ease bottlenecks at ports. Earlier official figures showed that U.S. inflation rose 7% year-on-year in December, the fastest pace in almost four decades. The Labor Department said housing, autos, and energy were among the biggest contributors. However, month-on-month, the consumer price index slowed to 0.5% from November, indicating the price increases may be nearing a peak. Indonesia, the world's biggest exporter of thermal coal, has allowed almost 40 ships loaded with the fossil fuel to depart after an export ban was eased. It has come under pressure from other Asian countries which rely on Indonesian coal for power. The energy ministry said the Indonesian power stations had now secured enough coal to ensure 15 days of operations. In stocks, a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,431. That's 30 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $79.6 billion. And in currency, the U.S. dollar is trading at 114.53 to the yen. The euro is standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 14 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 68 cents. Looking to sport now, and we start with football and a dramatic finish to the Italian Super Cup. Inter are celebrating after a 2-1 win over Juventus in the final at the San Siro. 
Alexi Sanchez scored in the last minute of extra time to give Inter their first Supercopa triumph since the 2010 season. The win continues Inter's sparkling form. They won eight consecutive games in the Serie A to top the table by a point over rivals AC Milan. Now to the El Clasico meeting between Real Madrid and Barcelona in the first semifinal of the Spanish Super Cup. The match was played in Saudi Arabia and it finished 3-2 in favor of Real Madrid after Federico Valverde scored an extra time. They'll face the winner of tonight's second semifinal between Atletico Madrid and Athletic Bilbao. Now to the English League Cup where Chelsea have cruised into the final. Just feels like it might be coming a Chelsea goal. Mount with the corner in and it's in! Goalkeeper Gallini came for it! He was challenged by Rudiger and it's Rudiger who got the important touch in off the crossbar. Antonio Rudiger scored the lone goal in the second second leg at Tottenham as Chelsea completed 3-0 aggregate success. Liverpool hosts Arsenal tonight in the first leg of the other League Cup semi-final. West Ham United are in the top four in the English Premier League after a 2-0 home win over last place Norwich City. The BBC's John Southall was at the game. West Ham have won it by two goals to nil against Norwich. Both goals from Jared Bowe in the first three minutes before half-time, nodding into the far left-hand corner unmarked. To be honest, he could have scored four or five tonight. Did wrap it up seven minutes from time, four yards out, just checked his run and tucked it in. Disallowed to start with. VAR looked at it, clearly onside. Very good tonight, Jared Bowen. Maybe an England call-up not too far away. As for Norwich City... Well, better in the second half. Adam Eder had their one chance, 20 yards out. Really good strike, but Fabianski, brilliant save to his right-hand side onto the post. So, West Ham, fourth in the Premier League tonight. West Ham 2, Norwich 0. The Victorian state government says crowds at the Australian Open tennis tournament will be limited to 50% capacity because of rising COVID cases. Spectators will also be required to wear masks. There's been a surge of infections in Victoria and nearly a 1,000 people are in hospital with the disease. Today's draw for the first Grand Slam tournament of the year has been delayed and organizers did not give a reason. The delay is believed to be linked to uncertainty over whether the men's number one player, Novak Djokovic, will be deported. To end the news, the top stories once again. A logistics expert warns of possible shortages and price hikes as tighter quarantine rules hit cargo flights. The government says queues for COVID tests in Tunmun have shortened. And respiratory medical medicine specialist says people at greater risk of COVID should wear a cloth mask on top of their surgical mask for additional protection. And taking a look at the weather, mainly cloudy and cool this morning before becoming fine and dry this afternoon with a high of around 19 degrees. The current temperature is 19 degrees Celsius with the relative humidity at 52%. And that's the news from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Thursday, the 13th of January is today's date. How are you all doing? Many thanks once again to the newsroom team. And ta very much to Phil for this morning's morning brew. And since it's Thursday, the long-awaited art singer-round is back with Andrew Dambina. Andrew will be joining us just after the 2.30 news. So in about an hour or so, he'll be joining us with some global and local updates of art news around the world and in the city. Be sure to join us. And before all of that, Sadia Osmani will be joining us to talk about the pre-